Hey, a quick note about this week's show. I spoke to Dan, who was in his car on his way back from the United City game. The audio isn't awesome. Hopefully it doesn't spoil your enjoyment of the show and we'll be back to normal next week. Quick post city reaction pod. Bit of a disaster this one. Daniel, you're in the car. You drove up very early in the morning to go see the game. Was it worth it? No, of course not. No. I mean, the thing is, it's one of those things. It's always worth it. It's always not worth it. But this was a particular miserable, particularly miserable iteration. Yeah, very close to not worth it because I said what happened was I was on the end this morning. So my editor said, well. Do you want to just do the marathon and do me a couple of talking points and that'll be your shift? Around the time, one of my mates said, I've got, I've got a spare ticket. Do you want to go? So I thought, I mean, I, it's not very high up in the list of fucking ridiculous things I've done for United, but it's my best one for a while. I thought, well, all right then. So my mates had a full car, so, and also, who's coming? He's coming at four o'clock in the morning for a game that kicks off at two. No one. Yeah. So, uh, I drove, I drove up at less than four o'clock, roughly, 20 past four this morning. Drove up and then went to the game. And then, I guess, I departed from the game around the time of the fifth goal. Got back in the car, driving home on my build now. And then, while you were messaging me, I was traffic lights not paying attention. And then I missed my turning. And then I cut myself on the gear lever. Lovely. So, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I found my brother in the car, the top of his gear lever's come off. Yeah, so it looks like I've slashed my, slashed my wrist. But um, no, it's a, it's a cut from a gear lever. But uh, other, than <laughs> well, that, yeah, other than that, it's just been a tremendous It's been a tremendous day. You're just thinking, oh, gosh, I've really been looking forward to United playing. It's been so long. And then you kind yeah. of think, well, actually, maybe yeah, I It's been a month since a real game. Maybe yeah. I wasn't, in fact, looking forward I mean, to it. It's, uh, yeah, I was looking forward to I was looking forward to... I was actually looking forward to like what Ten Hag would do. And because there's a lot of ways, ways of approaching these games. He was reasonably pragmatic in games against Liverpool and Arsenal, where United didn't have much of the ball, but found a way to to cause some cause some trouble and win the games. And this, I guess this was even an even bigger test. And, and what we actually got was like a really open United that couldn't deal with the press. Like... <laughs> The worst of both worlds in that first half. Um, <laughs> I think at least two, of the, at least two of the goals in the first half, and maybe three, came from turnovers in City's half. Where yeah, United just. But it was one of those games. We've seen this game against City, even under Fergie, where it looks like it's basically Sevilla against table football. Yeah, and it looks like City got an extra player on the pitch, and I think that they quite quickly pinpointed United weaknesses out wide, in particular down the right. Yep, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Dallow had a nightmare first half, didn't he? Yeah, Wayne Rooney said before the game that he thought the game would be won and lost in the fullbacks. And City do score an awful lot of goals from those areas, and Dallow I mean, didn't the time, have a good one. Yeah, someone asked me on Friday at the radio show, and they asked me what I thought would happen, and I actually felt like City, because they don't really have that much pacey wingers anymore. I mean, Foden, Foden is quick, but 
I thought that I didn't think Greenwich would play, I guess. I thought Morris would play. And then I thought, well, United could defend quite narrow because Morris doesn't go around the outside. Yeah. Foden's trying to get to goal. But obviously, they played Foden on the right, and he was excellent. And he was just much too much for Malassia to handle, really. But the thing that actually really I found as, as bothersome as any of it was just United, again, was so careless in possession. They, only, they didn't have yeah. much in the first half. They did have a couple of moments. There was one when Sancho got away and, there, and he put Rashford in where they were just so careless in possession. And that was what was also inviting the pressure. Like, it was the fit the press, but it was also just the inability to take care of the ball. Well, yeah, totally. And, and uh, I was kind of surprised that Scott McTominay came out for the second half, given given his... Sort of, it wasn't just him, but he was definitely culpable in that first half of of not being able to retain possession. And, and maybe maybe that's it. Maybe that's the point that we see the turnover from McTominay to Casemiro in the so side. So I, I kind of assumed that, and I thought Casemiro would come on last time. Yeah. For that reason, that this is the moment where it's got to happen. I mean, and also, like, the, the inability... The, I don't know why Ten Hag didn't act in the first half, because you can see where it was going. Yeah. I felt like for about 10 minutes after the first goal, United were a little bit better, maybe. I mean, I'd say they were three or four times better with the proviso that three or four times zero is still zero. <laughs> and I... But then once once, once City got on top again, felt like you need to do something, you know, but he didn't do anything. And even if we take it back to before the game, I think we all knew the team he was going to pick. And on one level, you say, all right, you're sticking to the format, the format that's sort of working. But on the other hand, you're playing the, probably the best team in the world. And you're not the best team in the world or yeah. anything proximate to it. What what's the what's the idea? Is the idea just to defend and have a bit have a count and have a few counters? I don't I don't because United's line was quite high quite a lot of times. It was today. it was really high. That's what I'm saying about it. it was high and it was open through midfield. So it's it's kind of it was just inviting that kind of that kind of city counter and the the ability to of City to pass through that midfield is better than anyone in the world, right? Now, there's there's no team that can manoeuvre another team quite like City can. That's and the I, thing, I, and that's why... Go, yeah, no, just on the last pod, we were speculating whether he might go with a three in midfield for that reason. And, and the sacrifice there is you lose an attacker and you lose your ability, perhaps, to counter as a result. Um, but you might get a little more control in midfield. And he decided not to do that. For understandable reasons, he's got his. He's trying to imprint a philosophy on the side, but it didn't work. No, it did not work. I think I think we can agree on that point. But yeah, it top analysis, that, Ed. It wasn't that easy to see what the point, what what the plan was. I mean, Anthony also had had, had a bad first half, uh-huh. where where it looked like it, it looked like him and Dado hadn't really thought about what they were going to do, and you could really see the difference. Where every time United one, one, United had the ball trying to attack, there was two or three players around them and ganging up on them, and it was the same going the other way. They were just constantly finding overloads, and I think I'm sure we've wondered it on on the pod before: Is Ericsson, Bruno, and even Casemiro is that a workable midfield? And it it might be a workable midfield against most of the teams in the league, but against City, it probably is. Fergie would never have played that team. With that midfield, never. Because... No, that's right. I, I think, I mean, especially late stage Fergie, who became much more, I mean, I don't, what's the right word? Much more pragmatic, wise in his, but, I mean, uh, in his philosophies. Managers, yeah. 
you yeah. see it with managers when they're thinking about legacy, with people as they get old. They, it makes them, I think, more risk-averse because it almost feels like they've got more to lose because they're trying to cement the legacy. But also, I think Fergie had to change just because he, he, he didn't have money in the way that City did. And so the way he decided to go about it was he thought it's almost forget how the midfield and just have loads of wingers and loads of attackers so that in the games you're not winning, you've got so many options on the bench to change it. So part of it was... Yeah. He just became more pragmatic because he was thinking about legacy. I think, and can I scrounge another Champions League quickly or whatever? I also think part of it was just the way that he felt he could win the league, basically, was the way that he went about trying to win the league without really bothering too much about the midfield, just in that if you've got enough of the defence to stop the other team scoring and load the players that can score, that is one way of making it happen. But... I mean, Ericsson, yeah. I mean, Ericsson had the, had the touch of the ball. I felt like Bruno was just much too far forward. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's that, and that just left Ericsson and, and McTominay completely exposed. And, and City had a man extra in that midfield, and they look like they have a man extra anyway, don't they? So it was it was just, yeah, did, did, didn't work out. He, he's, uh, they've had so much time to prepare for this as well, and it kind of felt they weren't on the same page. So I, I don't know what's happened behind the scenes, but there will be an inquest, I guess, and they'll work out what went wrong because some of it was tactical and some of it was was performance and then some of it was just city 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 are good and they've got they've got cheat mode up front basically and i mean you watch him he is good obviously but you watch him play and the the thing that to me was the biggest difference with the united strikers that we've been suffering over the last bit of time is is the effort he makes run after run after run doesn't get the ball but he gambles all the time and so we'll come to We'll come to De Gea in a second, but the ability to get on those balls at the back post, because the ball might not get there, or shouldn't fucking get there, where there's a goalkeeper there, but he gambles, and he's there to finish it off, and you just don't really see Rashford doing that. And I mean, one of the problems now is, you know, I kick the ball long, because obviously they don't have options, but then what? Because Rashford yep. isn't really able to win it. and Not going to hold the ball up, is he? No, that's right. I mean, Martial came on in the second half, and we may see a change there because he does have some of some of that. Yeah, he's playing more like a nine. If United need to go a bit direct, more direct. Against a team like City, one way of beating the press is to just go over it. But yeah, and I think that's totally legitimate as well. But uh, United weren't able to do that, and it'd be interesting, like, like just as a not to go completely off course, but obviously De Gea is out of contract in the summer, and United got to decide whether they're going to give him a new contract or not. In the past, under Woodward, they definitely would have because they'd have been looking to protect the asset value. But he's not a player that fits in a Ten Hag system at all. Yeah, you know, no. that's obvious. That's obvious. So, like, what's the value in? giving him four more years at, you know, 15 million pounds a year. So some of the stuff, like obviously you can practice your passing, but some of that you're not going to suddenly become a model. But the 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 rootedness to his line is just so baffling that he's still doing it. Because I think the two goals that came came about with the ball going across the face of the goals through the six-yard box. Yeah, yeah. And, but... The lack of the lack of feet is, I mean, is not as big a problem to me as that. It's the rootedness to the line because you can't then play high because of it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, and 
as I said, you can go over, you can go over a press. And if you've got a centre forward that can hold it up, like I always thought one of Fergie's biggest errors was that time in the 09 Champions League final, he brings Tevez on because he basically wants to try and speed the game up. He got it against Arsenal in the semi and it weren't. But what he really needed to do was bring Berbatov on because Berbatov could at least hold the ball. And that's yeah. what United really struggling to do with. And Martial made a little bit of a difference. Although, again, like he just doesn't have that knack. Like there was one moment in the second half, just after he comes on, where he gets the ball off the fullback on the halfway line. And you just kind of stood there. I mean, like, you know, you're like, what, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you there? Like, get, like, he, he does neither he nor Rashford have a centre-forward instincts, really. They can obviously do great things sometimes because we've seen them do it, but neither of them is a killer. Yeah, and uh, look, I understand why Ten Hag went with Rashford in the game and not Ronaldo because he's thinking, well, we won't have the ball, we're going to try and break, can't break with Ronaldo there. So that makes, it makes total sense, honestly. Like, yeah, and also Ronaldo's not going to be there next season and we're trying to become good. So yeah. it's pointless giving loads of appearances to someone who's desperate to do one, who isn't even any good anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look, I, look there were, I think there were clearly some tactical mistakes and which Ten Hag will, will learn from. It, it is, against City, they expose everything, don't they? And, and like, every, every, everything went wrong that could go wrong <laughs> with those tactical mistakes. Being too open, not being tight enough in fullback areas because Dello, Anthony... Sancho, Malassia connections aren't working. Uh, not having the extra man in midfield, I think in retrospect it's kind of easy to point these things out. I just, uh, I mean, no, 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 no. The Bruno thing was easy at the time. It's so like, why are you there? It was like those days when, do you remember, there was a brief period where he was sort of playing in between, in between the wingers more or less. He'd have split strikers and Bruno yeah. coming between them, and I just didn't understand in what way that was gonna that was gonna work. And it was obvious at the beginning. And I tell you, perhaps the most baffling piece of behaviour in a long list of extremely baffling behaviour is Brand gets injured and has to has to go off for that corner that Harlan scores from. Yeah, I mean that in itself is just like, oh Jesus Christ, it was nice while it lasted in see you in six weeks. But you've got the ball comes in and you've got Ericsson on Harlan, and you've got McTominay on. I can't even remember who it was, but someone short. And how, yeah. what, where is the organisation? Who's stopping that baby Cancelo? He was like, I remember it was. But it shouldn't, it, should, it shouldn't be beyond them to say, well, who's his man? Oh, that one. That man's the best header of right. the team. The next right, because they go over <laughs> this again and again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all about yeah. saying brilliant header, but he was against Christian Eriksen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's right. That's the kind of thing they they do the video analysis for and and go over in the small sided games in in training. So yeah, it's just for, like for without, sure. Without that precise instruction, they're not capable of working things out for themselves, and that's one of the differences between all the post-Fergie teams. And I remember when Rooney. I probably said this before. I remember when Rooney was on Monday Night Football. That if I went down to ten, Fergie wouldn't reorganise, and the players would do it. Right, right. And these lads 
are not don't really see capable of that. Although one thing I would say is, I mean, I know we conceded six goals, but Martinez is a player. <laughs> well, I mean, look, he didn't get beaten in the air, I don't think. <laughs> so it, it would have been a lot more. I have no worries about Martinez. I, uh, he, he is a player, and he, he contra- and like in the second half when he, uh, United, well, City basically stopped the press, so United had a lot more of the ball, and uh, he basically became an auxiliary ten, didn't he? Pushing, pushing really, really high up, and, and he looks totally comfortable in that position as well. And he's kind of one of those players where. He may be Argentinian, but he's in the Dutch school of total football and could play pretty much anywhere. And he's a defender as well. So, yeah, no worries about him. Obviously, with Varane being crocked, and I don't know, let's see how long this is. Did they say what the situation was with him? No, I don't know, actually. I'll I'll check on Twitter to see see if anyone knows the latest. But if if it's some time out, then we'll see who comes in because your your mate Harry Maguire d- didn't come on. It was Lindelof. So maybe he didn't want to subject him to any more humiliation. I thought it was Maguire on the bench. I thought he was injured. Oh, maybe. Yeah, you're right. He's on the bench. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I'm over analyzing that one. But anyway, yeah, he's you're got right. he's got he's got a fronting up injury. Yeah, that's right. He got convenient a hip flexor injury or something. Didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you, look, United won the second half, so there were some good moments. I mean, Anthony, I mean, I do beautiful yeah, goal from Anthony. Goal yeah, I, I mean, he could he could obviously play. What I like about Anthony is that you can see that he's thinking about what he's doing. Yep. Like not so much today. Like he found it very difficult in the first half, especially physically. I thought because it was constantly two on one. But what I like about him is with all the slight of foot and all the waving of feet, he's doing it as misdirection. He's actually looking somewhere else. He wants the defenders to be transfixed by the foot waving so that he can play the pass he wants to play. I do. I like what I've seen of him, but he was cramped. Well, he struggled defensively, for sure. And the thing I want to see from him, he's obviously got all the tricks. He's quick and his, his feet are beautiful. And he just looks at he's holding it back a little bit. So he gets in a position to take a man on and... I think more than his time at Ajax, he's he's kind of holding back, and he cuts back and goes. The ball goes backwards, and feels like a little bit of a confidence thing. You just want him to to keep taking on the players because that's what he's in the team for, really. So anyway, like the, the ball was the goal was great. He, he took the ball out of the air beautifully, and I'm glad he had the confidence to just take that shot on. It's one of those one in a hundreds, isn't it? Maybe look at the XG models, but hit it so cleanly. Uh, well, this is so one of the things for, for the XG. I mean, it's sort of one in a hundred, but it's where the XG model sort of kind of falls down. Yes, because it's about that. the average player. Yeah, because it, it's non-specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and then trying to remember the second goal now. I'm completely blanking on it. Uh, who, yes. who got the second one for United? Marshall. Ma- well, yeah, he got the pen, didn't he? Oh, the header from one. yeah, yeah, and the second one. Yeah. Oh, okay, there you go. A couple of goals to Martial, and um, I mean, I imagine we'll it was see a good him. move. Yeah, I think I think we might see him in the team. I mean, the thing about I mean Rashford getting player of the month while we're talking about set forwards. I mean, how did that happen? It's nice to see him enjoying his football again. But if we're extremely honest, which games he played? In which games he played really well? And even yeah, if we look at the couple. goals that he scored, yeah. those two against Arsenal. The first one on another day that doesn't go in was the good finish. And the second one, Paul almost doesn't get to him. It, it was just his day that day, I thought. I, I'm not quite sure who decides these. Is it a panel? It's not a public vote, is it? 
So, um, right. so yeah. And anyway, I agree. Yeah, but he, it's uh, they're probably. I'm mean, sure there are players. Uh, I couldn't name one, but I'm sure there are players that played better than Rashford across September. So, a couple of goals, a couple of decent performances, and then he was United's so. best player. Martinez played better. Yeah, true. Anyway, good. Yeah, you. It's true. We may see Martial back in the side now. The goals will have helped. He is a focal point. He's more mobile than Ronaldo. He can't stay fit, so we'll see whether he's able to stay fit or not. Much like he's you know, more he's... mobile than Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, it's not saying much, is it? <laughs> <laughs> That's standard. Yeah, uh, Ronaldo also who t- also who taller had a than Danny DeVito. For... Yeah, well, it's, uh, well, yeah, it's true. Is Martinez taller than Danny DeVito? Check that out. Danny uh, DeVito would never win a header in this league. No. Oh, no, Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger might do, though. Stick him up front, the big lad. Anyway, yeah, yeah. A couple of goals for Martial's great. Good for him. It's never consistent with him, so we'll see him back in the side. He'll get injured, inevitably, and then we'll rinse and repeat. It does sort of feel like we're at that point where we pick some players, they do all right, and they do shit. We swap them out for the same ones. I've thought yep. about that when Sean came on the half side. <laughs> I know. Well, a little bit of protecting Malassia there because he, he he had a bad half. And, he and got sure, blood, we know so. that Shaw's top level is a good level and he's better yeah. than Malassia is going forward. And I mean, it's nice in theory to have two good players for a position. But yeah, I think we might see Shaw get a bit of a run now until the next disaster. Well, there are a hell of a lot of games coming up anyway, so everyone's going to get games because we've got Nicosia, Everton, Nicosia again. Newcastle, Spurs, Chelsea, Sheriff, and West Ham. And that's before the end of October. What? Uh, that, yeah. 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 That is, I that mean, is a hell of a schedule. Was it? I don't know. I mean, something else. I mean, I didn't find it surprising. But United are 5 1 down or whatever. The game's lost. And the opposition have a player who they might miss were some kind of unfortunate accident to befall. Not advocating any such thing. You do wonder if other previous United teams might have thought, well, all right then. But is there anything we can do to improve for next time? Grant Gendo on Twitter, as O-D-N-E-J, says, and it's a picture of Roy Keane and Gary Neville having a conversation in the Sky Sports studio. He says, I'm just saying, if you hadn't tried to end his father's career, which is about right, isn't it? So, yeah. Look, I, I, I'm not saying you should kneecap Haaland, but obviously, if, if someone were to do that, it would save a lot of embarrassment for a lot of people across the whole bloody league, wouldn't it? He's, he's averaging two goals a game at the moment. Two goals so in, a game. Yeah, I mean, Insane. it's yeah, just an upgraded goal monster. I mean, how's how's that for the Bundesliga tax? <laughs> yeah, it, it's just, I mean, it's insane that when he went to Dortmund, United would be any other club in fit. Mm-hmm. It's also fairly nauseating that United didn't make that happen. Yeah, and I think is it not the case that the, the problem was that he wanted a release clause? the one when him go to yeah, that's right United wouldn't do it because well I mean it depends what side of, of side of this you believe right so but yeah there one is sto- one story I am is, not yeah. I'm not having that there was not a number that would have made him come to United there's definitely a number that would have made him come to United and United were reluctant to go with the release cause but yeah yeah which is I sort of do understand that in some way but I don't know yeah 
still, still would have had three three years of that. Three um, three years ahead, provided I guess yeah, because he wouldn't have then gone city. He'd have gone to Spain. Yeah, and that's I guess that's the hope. But he doesn't stay at City too long. <laughs> it's a hope. That's our only hope. I hate to say it, but and I have bitched about Gea, but the goal that he scored, the second goal that he scored, was a very useful finish. Yeah, I mean, he's got plenty of useful finishes. I mean, the third goal he scored was straight in the middle of the goal, but he hit it so hard that even Dave, and this is where you can't criticise Dave for reactions, even he can react to that. Yeah, he made, he made a good save. It reminded me, the first sort of 15 minutes reminded me of the cup game in 11-12 where basically United didn't get a kick of the ball and then the difference in that game was they then went down the other end and scored with the first counter and company then got itself set off and even then United were hanging on for 3-2 against 10 men yeah (laughs) and it did look as I said like they improved a little bit after the first goal but then C took over again and it was. I didn't think City played that well. It was more the the way that they had been sent out to play fit. First of all, the players that they had, and also totally didn't fit the players that United have. Well, that's right, and the system that United had. I, I think that's that combination of being too open and not not being able to cope with the press. It was just a disaster but, for for United. And so you know, just, back, it's just the right mode for City to beat us. Basically. So, having seen the game, what would you do differently? Well, I, I'd just I mean, three in mid, yeah, three midfield and sit a bit deeper. But you still might have got beaten playing like that. Probably not four 0 in the first half, though. So, it, I mean, we've been we've been four 0 down at half time twice this season. What five, six, six games, five games? Yeah, six. it's it. Yeah, yeah, and three in the last twelve months, if you include the Liverpool game as well last year. It's. It, United hadn't had been 4 0 down at half time since like 1950 or something like that before the last 12 months. So, like, it's one of those quirks of stats, but it also says something about the fragility of, of this group of players, I think. So, and, it's I not mean, good. Even, no, no, no. I think I, I, think I can concur on that. It, <laughs> yeah. is, it is, in fact, the opposite of good, now I venture. Oh, dear. But, uh, how, how are your travels going? What, what, what part of the country are you in? You, you pass sandbags in it? Yeah, yeah, I'm a Stafford. But All right. Thing, I mean, who doesn't love Stafford? I might stop. But no. Yeah, lovely part of the world. Have a look at But I think the problem is also that, because you do, there is obviously a, an ability differential, but also, it's, and again, we're, just, we're going to sound very like this league, real football man kind of behaviours, but City try harder than we do. They lose what? the ball. They swarm after it. If Haaland, if Haaland sees someone with the ball and he thinks he might get a pass, he doesn't have a look, have a turn, the hand on the hips. He fucking sprints to get to where the ball needs to be. And if you compare that to Rashford, he's just so rash. I mean, Haaland, I mean, look, you're right about the whole of the, the City team. They all work hard. And if they don't work hard, they're not in a team because Pep has the, the highest standards of any coach out there. And, and and it is truly the Roy Keane analysis here, but they work harder than anyone else, and then they're so, better than everyone else as well. And and United don't do that for sure. Um, and you, on that Roy Keane analysis, can we just? Yeah. He's sort of set set up as like him, and he's out of he's out of date. But if someone like him 
is constantly banging on about mentality and effort and concentration, maybe actually it is something about which it is worth banging on. Huh. And it's the basics, isn't it? It's, it's the hygiene factor of any football team. Like, you have to be good, sure, but if you're good and you're not, you're not working hard enough, because it is a physical game. They are athletes. Running is important. <laughs> Running at the it, right times is important. And it also, it sends a message to your teammates. It sends a message to your opponents. This is going to be difficult. That you might, you might be better than us. I mean, we can't argue that City aren't better than us at the moment. But we didn't make them fight to win that game. We allowed them to play their game. And part of that is tactical. But the other part is not is making them uncomfortable. I mean, I felt like we probably weren't helped by the fact that Dallow got booked for the first challenge. Can't really argue with it. It was booking. But on a different day, the ref might have let that go. Mm-hmm. He did seem... I don't... Yeah, I, I tend... I try not to get after the refs. I'm not going to get after this one particularly. He did He did seem quite eager to blow for things. And I'm, I'm booking... He was booking... He decided, I guess, he's booking people for the first challenge. There was there was nothing, nothing for free. But... Yeah. That, that does then make it harder to... Let him know you're there, blah blah blah, and all that kind of guff. But so just the putting in of effort, the running, the trying to turn it into a physical contest, I guess is partly problematic because United aren't that physical a team either. Yeah, and then, you know the one thing, like talking of physicality, the one thing that always surprise well, it doesn't surprise, but always impresses about Haaland. Of course, his movements excellent. Third goal classic stop as the defender's moving find the space but his his just ability to use pace at the right time I mean he's constantly moving right he's uh, like just constantly moving and then he can help the team go from slow to really quick because he's super quick and he always makes the right run and the combination of brilliant finishing and his size and his pace is why he's going to but it's the desire 40 odd goals this season isn't it <laughs> it's the desire to get there and not mind if you waste a sprint it's constantly try like it's if it's she's constantly making runs and he's gambling and i don't think you know i've had a striker who's asked to do that since Fernandez, where you're there to pick up the pieces because you're following it in like you saw yeah. the goal that Gabriel Jesus scored for Arsenal yesterday. Mm-hmm. United don't have a striker that would score that. Maybe Ronaldo, but like the players who are going to play up front, centre forwards, United, they don't score. They don't really score scruffy goals. Even when mm-hmm. United were, were winning most weeks under Ole, they were just scoring bangers. Really, they just scored loads of bangers. And well, that's have, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, there isn't a fox in the box at the club. Right, Marcus Rashford's never going to be that. And I mean, like you could look to the yeah. The, the What's France Jefferson? Maybe we should get him. Yeah, that's right. I, I have no idea. Is he still alive? Probably somewhere. In the old days, he'd be running a pub, but now uh, who knows? Um, he may be a pundit on some TV channel you've never heard of somewhere. So, so what's what's next after this? I mean, United can't get destroyed by this, and you really hope that, like, because like the the break, the Queen selfishly died at totally the wrong time because United had momentum and it's been we could have done with destroyed. a run up to this. We could have done with a run up to this game. Yeah, for sure. Not, like not. All, all that momentum went. We had two kind of disposable Europa League games, and and then the international break, and it's just kind of destroyed all that. I mean, momentum. I guess and now. 
I guess there was still the international break and having those kind of games after the break when you're the team that's trying to get there for City, this just doesn't matter because they know what they're doing. Where this team now, Squad yeah. has been there, what, six years? So not all the players have been there six years, but they're, they're, they're a team themselves. They can just turn up after internationals and get on with it. United is not quite the same. They're still learning what Tenach wants them to do. And one of my concerns, I guess, about Tenach is that is he trying to play Guardiola football? And if he is, it just it's not I don't feel like you're gonna win leagues trying to be as trying to do what Guardiola does because you're not gonna do it better than him. Yeah. Well I don't know if he is. And I see a more pragmatic side to, to Ten Hag. I mean at least I did in those Liverpool and Arsenal games where they didn't try and play total football at all. Uh, you know, they, they they played some good football and, and they scored goals on the transition but they also scored just good goals. Yeah, just by uh, pulling them apart. Yeah, but hard to yeah. do against City. But it also felt like once City started like that, Arsenal's win. Yeah, no, that's right. So I yeah. To come back to your, your question, I, I don't think they're trying to play... He, I don't think he's trying to get them to, to play Ajax football or total football straight away. I, I do think there were some mistakes today, but that wasn't about the style of football. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, like, this this run coming up, there are winnable games in that. Of course, they're losable with the players ones as well. But... Have, with the players United have, every game is winnable. Every single game, yeah. like, three games against City as well. I know, I'm not saying United was good as all for City, but not, obviously. But we've beaten Liverpool and Arsenal this season. Every game is winnable with the players yeah. that United have. And I guess, I mean, I, I kind of wonder about Castamiro in that he's a very different player to the player that we tried to sign. Yep. Which itself what, makes me you think... Are Adrian Rabiot, yeah, yeah, very different player than him. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, the biggest upgrade since Dane Jane Super Great took her glasses off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, part of me thinks, did you really think you could come to this league and play a midfield of De Jong, Ericsson and Bruno. Did he really think that? I don't know. But Casemiro is a very different player, and you wonder if does he actually fancy Casemiro? I mean, that, that's an interesting question, isn't it? I mean, he's he's not started a serious game for United yet. So, I, I mean, he's going to play against Nicosia on Thursday, of course, because he, he needs he needs to start playing for United. So. We'll see if he then plays at the weekend because, like, right now he's not first choice, and which is unfortunate when you buy a thirty-year-old for seventy million. You kind of need him to be first choice at some point, <laughs> otherwise it looks like a bit of a waste of money. Yeah, so. I, I, I mean, I presume I presume he'll play next weekend at this point. Maybe we'll put McTeet to centre back. So that'd be nice. Oh yeah, well he does it for Scotland. Yeah, let's go to a three at the back. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, where is it? It's at Everton, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's um, seven o'clock on a Sunday. It's just absolutely insane time for a football match, and that's even before we think about about this Jewish festival. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how dare they? Yeah. Total anti-Semites. Like United's game gets Nicosia's at some ridiculous time as well, isn't it? Isn't it like at five five forty or something? Is that another one of them? Oh man. Yeah. I mean, five, you saw, five o'clock on a Thursday afternoon. You deserve, I mean, yeah, I think like we've weathered that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, you have done fallen far when you're playing in Cyprus at five in the afternoon or something on a Thursday night. It's it's really not good. I mean, I have no, I have no, I have no preview of that game because I don't think I even know any of the Ammonia Nicosia players. I uh, believe Dan, you're you're a watcher of uh, Cypriot football. I believe they're crap. That's what I've heard. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think United sold sold the other. I was oversubscribed. United sold out the allegation and then sold for that game. Well, I mean, it's, it's all, you know, it's a good away trip, isn't it? You do always win. It's always nice to get somewhere Southern Europe yeah. uh, early in the competition where the weather's still good. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's Neil Lennon's mighty Ammonia Nicosia. So, and, and they 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 play in green and white stripes as well. So it's it's home from home for him. Th- th- that's my full analysis. They play in green and white stripes. They do. They play in green and white stripes, and Neil Lennon is the manager. Good stuff. I'm what looking through we... their squad at the moment, and I don't think I know any of the players. What do we make of Jaden Sancho? Well, he had a very poor game today. He, he couldn't did. influence it at all, and, and when he, the ball got to him, he lost it several times as well. So it's, uh, I, I like him as a kind of wide, creative player who drifts into into the centre areas. I, I like him when United are on the ball and he can do stuff with it. But in this kind of game, absolutely useless. I so. think, I mean, because in this game, if you're trying to keep the ball, you should be helpful. But the thing that I always keep nagging at me with him, and I, I hope, I mean, he scored a couple of goals this season and he's going to yeah. become a goal threat and that'll make him very useful. But the lack of physicality is something that I keep coming back to it with him. Mm-hmm. But... Well, I also keep coming back to him and Rashford, particularly. Both strike me as players that would be another 50% better if they played the same. And <laughs> I derive no pleasure at all from saying that, as I'm sure you can imagine. But I, I don't know. I always thought that Rashford had more natural talent than Raheem Sterling, for example. But unfortunately, he's been twittering it at United these last few years. And Sterling's been saying for Guardiola at City. Yeah, I, I think with better coaching, Rashford would have become a better player. And I, I don't know whether it's too I mean, late it's or not. We'll find out. About, it's not just about the coaching. It's also about better players around you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Giving you and, and a system that allows allows you to work, allows it to work for you. And you no, know, he's he's as has happened with many players over time, being talented player in a dysfunctional team. He's a he's a talented player in a dysfunctional club. And not good uh, enough. Is... To, they're not good enough to elevate it. No, that's right. A good player, but not not one that's able to drive the, not, yeah. the team it's forward. Not he's he's not. Yeah, he's not Brian Robson. He's not Maradona in '86 or anything like that. Right? So, um, and 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 he doesn't have to be as well. Sometimes the the social media analysis of players is if they're not the greatest player in the world ever, they're not worth it. Throw them Although, in the bin. Actually, so. I think the greatest display of one-man teaming I've seen, definitely since Maradona, was a Roy Keane in qualifying for the 2002 World Cup when Ireland were in a group with Holland, Portugal, Cyprus. I can't remember if there was another team in there, but Roy Keane is mad to think but genuinely, I think there's a pretty decent chance, not chuck, that Roy Keane's best work did not come for United. So good was he for Ireland in that qualifying group. I think McCarthy decided that it made perfect sense to wave his bollocks about and get rid of him for the actual competition. Well, that's right. Roy lost it because they were in a travelling or something like that. Yeah. I think it was like just a, a, a culmination of, I mean, of being told what to do by someone he didn't respect and who was himself working for lots of other people he didn't respect. And yeah. 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 Well, uh, Oh Christ. I've just, put there myself, you go. I just put myself on the toll roads. I, I think it didn't want me to be on it. 
Well, it's gonna. What, how much the M6 toll? How much is that gonna cost you? A fiver. I, there's think, no speed cameras there. You can really put the hammer down. I mean, I think, I think, yeah, I think it's, I think it's more these days. But as you say, I'm big and rich, so we're, we're, we're all good. Bad <laughs> coins from the podcast game, bro. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I just bought myself a new to me car, quite an old car actually. Um, I thought what it was, but I don't. What it is, but I don't think it, I would be any the wiser. I was one of those <laughs> kids that, as a kid, I just had no interest in toys and cars. All I wanted to do was play football and cricket and watch any sport on television. Yeah, I, I don't know if I had a what interesting... Car you a Chevrolet? No, actually, it's, it's an old Maserati, which is dangerous because they fall apart, but I had some fun coming back from a couple hundred miles away yesterday. A Maserati, uh, so what's next? You're going to get a, a sunbed, maybe? <laughs> perfect yeah. well, so where i am you can it's pretty easy to pick personalized plates i was just like, like what kind of really awfully embarrassing cheesy plate should i pick mufc is available by the way i should just get that shouldn't i i there was people that i knew some jews in manchester and they the surname was nissen and uh, they had famously penison and anison <laughs> nice. on, the, on the back of their car it's nuts it's a beautiful thing <laughs> Lovely stuff. Uh, I, I guess, I guess that's it. You got any more thoughts, Dan? Before, uh, before I leave you to the M6 toll road and the fun do of driving with no any, traffic. Do I have any more thoughts? You've always um, got thoughts. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think that I have many thoughts, but I don't know how many of them. Are. It's at this point, it's just, it's just. I, I mean, it's not. I'd have taken six three at half time. Yeah, United won the second half. See, you won the first half. United won the second half. It's evens. So I think we take a point each there. I think that's fair. I, I changed the rules. I think that's only also, fair. Also, Guardiola the brought white traders. I might deduct a point or two for that. He was fly-kicking the air at one point when a pass went wrong at 6-1 up or something. And no up. So, he, is, you know. he is a weird bloke. He is a properly, properly weird bloke who does seem to churn out very good G- teams. When given G- hundreds of millions of, of has always, know, yeah, I, money. I he's, always, he's always had the best players in everything he's been in, but he is very good at maximising what he has. But do you think you could take him? Do, do the, if you do had think, to. Well, I, if I had to, I reckon I, I reckon I could, as long as there's no rules and I can just go, go straight for the Maserati. Uh, Straight for the undercarriage, yeah. I mean, you know, work out. I've, uh, I've got some guns. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I a fight between him and Ten Hag feels like that'd actually be quite a good matchup. I, I reckon Ten Hag's quite steely, actually. I mean, he, he looks, looks a bit know, nasty, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you stuck him, Ten Hag, and Mitchell van der Gaag in the room, you might not be able to tell the difference between them. They're, they're just in the bald club, aren't they? Has, uh, has, has Pep's assistant got any hair? I can't remember now. Who is it? Is it Arteta? No, no, he's gone somewhere else with his fine, lovely hair. His little trousers. His little trousers and his mini fist pump he likes to do. I can't say I'm enjoying seeing him being happy yet. I don't think it will last. I'm confident that Arsenal will do in Arsenal. I mean, at this point, I want Arsenal to win the league because no one else is, no one else is anywhere near. It's, uh, it's very true. I don't think that's going to happen, Dan. They're not going to save us. No, they're not. And so then, at that point, I think we... Yeah, I would like to finish above them, but... 
I mean, what's weird with them is that they somehow managed to ride tossing the Champions League last season. And it felt like they're signing Gabriel Jesus. Look, before we even talked about, talk about the football aspect, just them getting him, the way they were able to present it as a coup, mm-hmm. sort of felt like it changed the atmosphere around them from they've Arsenal it up again to some level of positivity and they were really good in pre-season which again seems like a bunch of bollocks but they were able to parlay it into confidence that they've now taken into the season I mean that's very true and they keep winning games and keep winning games you don't think they might win I mean you know Anthony uh, Antonio not Anthony Antonio Conte's uh, Spurs like, it doesn't quite feel like a, the right fit at the moment or the players he's got aren't quite the right fit for the system he really really wants to play and they got he, turned, I mean, when turned he went, over by he Arsenal went and them. And he did yeah. it's when you saw him buying those players I said all the time what, what's, your, what's the plan here because he's bought good Premier League level players like Richarlison is a, is a good player much better player than we've seen at Everton but he's not going to take them over the next time is taking mm-hmm. them from challenging for the Champions League to challenging for the Champions League with yeah. Perisic, Richarlison, who else did he buy? Bissouma. <laughs> Though they didn't seem like they were going to do anything beyond, take, beyond where they already were. Very true. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I don't think we'll skip the bonus content this week. We'll come back in midweek with some extra stuff and commiserate with a beer or two on this Sunday, everyone, because what else you got? Because, you know, it's, it's another drubbing by City, isn't it? Of which there have been far too many in recent years. Quite a way lot. Way more than there were when we were good. That's it. Way, way more. Sad well, stuff. I guess we've also beaten them more times when they were good than they did when we were good. Well, it depends. Depends which period of time, really. So, but yeah, very true. Any point in the storm. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Dan. All right, home safe. Everyone.